Those are some of my favorite pictures that we've ever taken in Yosemite because the river's sparkling and you've got the big domes. That's also the site of where I almost died. So a lot of admissions from Ash. I know. I feel like I'm just like I'm telling you all my secrets. This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like flowers. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. When you think of a national park that has been on your list forever, that you absolutely want to go to, Mm -hmm. what do you think of? Ooh, Never mind. I'm going to tell you what I think of. Yosemite. Yes. Yosemite. Like, I remember before we went to Yosemite for the first time, it had been on my to-do list for so long Mm -hmm. because you see the pictures and you see the video footage and everything. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, I have to get there. I have to. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's such a cool place. It's so beautiful. So much about it is just like, and it actually is. It's like the perfect idealized version of what nature should be. Yeah. I mean, don't you just feel like like there's just some places like that? Yosemite was like that for me, where it was just like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to get here because I just I have to see this place. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember feeling that way before I went there for the first time. And so I'm really excited to talk about Yosemite today and to talk about, you know, how Really, I mean, my expectations were not too high. It exceeded my expectations in every way. And it's somewhere that we love to go back to. The hiking, the waterfalls, the granite cliffs, like there's just so much to see and do there. Uh And so we are going to talk all about exploring Yosemite National Park today. Yes. uh, And I'm so excited. When Ash says that, you know, she didn't have high expectations, it's because she compares every national park to Grand Teton. I had high... No, that's what I'm saying. I had high expectations for Yosemite. Uh-huh. And it still met them. Oh, okay. Like, I, I went in, like, expecting it to be the best place ever. Uh-huh. And I was not disappointed at all. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, there are so many things. If you're into big granite cliff faces, if you want trees, if you want big waterfalls, this place has something for you. It's just like the most perfect mountain landscape. So I'm excited to get into this. What's your favorite area of the park? Well, I've thought about this long and hard. Mm -hmm. And so my favorite area of the park probably is the Tioga Road area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once I've been there to the park several times and, you know, and it's like I can be choosy. Right. But, you know, really... Yosemite Valley just, I mean, it can't be beat in so many ways. Right. I think really the only reason that I'm not like, oh, it's Yosemite Valley for sure is just because that's where everybody goes and that's where it's really busy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I generally like as a principle, I can't (laughs) choose somewhere like that, right? Because it's busy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but let's start with Yosemite Valley because that really is where... Most people, you know, if you've seen pictures and you've heard anything about Yosemite, Mm -hmm. it probably is somewhere in the valley. Yeah. I'm going to give just a real quick description of if you've never been to Yosemite, 
it's not like some mountain ranges you've probably been to before because the Sierra Nevadas, we're going to get into this into the fun facts episode a little bit, but the Sierra Nevadas are this just huge mountain range where the earth has been uplifted and the Yosemite Valley area and all around Yosemite is basically what is left after the glaciers just carved everything. And so it's so beautiful. And so you've got these huge high alpine granite areas, but then the Yosemite Valley area is so beautiful because at one point there had to have been this massive glacier that just sat in that valley and just carved it out over millennia and millennia of time. And so like, I remember we were watching, I think it was the Ken Burns documentary on Yosemite and there's this ranger just talking about this lady that got out of her car for the first time in Yosemite. She's just standing there in the bottom of the valley and she's just like looking, you know, she looks straight ahead and she's like, oh my gosh. And then she turns to the, oh my gosh. And she turns to the right. She just keeps turning all around her. She's just like astounded by the beauty that she's seeing. And she's down in the bottom of this valley looking up at these huge granite cliffs. And so the beauty of Yosemite Valley really can't be overstated you know it's absolutely like paradise in there yeah so i want to mention coming into yosemite valley because it is the busiest part of the park Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean you're like down at the bottom of these granite cliffs and they literally are just towering over you everywhere Mm -hmm. and there's lots of big trees and then you've got the river going through and then yosemite i mean for me big is the name of the game in Yosemite because you've got these big cliffs and Mm -hmm. everything, uh, big trees you mentioned earlier, but big waterfalls. Yeah. And so that's what for me, like when you're coming into Yosemite Valley and you're seeing like Bridal Veil Fall coming off the cliff and then you get down into the valley and you're looking up at Yosemite Fall, Mm -hmm. which is 2,500 feet tall. It's one of the tallest waterfalls in North America. (laughs) It's so big. You know, and so you're standing down at the bottom and literally like you cannot keep your eyes straight forward. They all, everything is up. Uh huh. You know, you're just looking up and up and up. Your neck gets sore sometimes from looking up. You're always just like looking up. (laughs) So let's talk about driving into Yosemite Valley though, because it's really a funny experience every time we do this. Mm hmm. Because you're trying to get in there early enough to get parking and to catch the shuttle. So Mm -hmm. there is a shuttle that goes through the valley that you have to take. Well, you don't have to take, but you should take. So, John, you're usually the one who drives. I am. So talk about the experience (laughs) of driving into Yosemite Valley in the morning. Okay, so it doesn't really matter which entrance you come in, you know, exactly if you're on the west side of the park, because... All the roads coming in are single lanes until you get to like the Yosemite Valley area. And then the road splits into like two different lanes. It's two lanes, but it's like one way traffic only as you're driving through the valley. Right, exactly. So as soon as you get into Yosemite Valley, you get in there and all of a sudden you have two lanes and then the race begins. Because up to that point, it's like, oh, we're all just in line. You know, we're being you know, courteous, good drivers, you know, we'll just wait our turn to get into the valley. But as soon as those two lanes open up. And it, people... yeah, and it goes one way only. So you're driving next to someone yep. going the same you direction as you. have the option to pass, you know, a lot yeah. easier. It just turns into Mario Kart, man. <laughs> it's just like people are throwing red turtle shells and bananas and there's like oil slicks all over the place. It is like I remember like the looking over at the car next to us, like 
going past us and we're just like you're just like staring at the person driving like you better not take my parking spot the person driving's always like hunched over the steering <laughs> wheel yeah. you know they're no longer like leaning back looking at the beauty it's like no <laughs> gonna get in there gonna get in there yep exactly it's so it's so funny because it's so beautiful you know the the drive is gorgeous you're relaxed until you get into the valley and then all of a sudden that second lane opens up and it's like off to the races man it's so funny the mindset of everybody changes cars are weaving in and out you know it's so interesting but for good reason you know because i mean parking is limited in the valley and so yeah, those only... parking lots fill up really early and then you you take the shuttle around the valley. So you're basically trying to park in one of the big parking lots that they have. Mm-hmm. And then you catch the shuttle from there to get around the valley. Right. Uh, but, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is those big parking lots fill up really fast. Yeah. And so, you know, if you get there even a little bit too late, you're kind of screwed because there's nowhere else to park your car. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing to do? What would you say your number one favorite thing to do in Yosemite Valley is? Oh, in the valley or like on a hike? Well, I mean, everything that you access from Yosemite Valley. Okay. So if I was to break it down, I have like two things. I love certain views, but I also love certain hikes. But my favorite hike, you know, if we're just going to start this thing off strong, man, my favorite thing in Yosemite Valley is the mist trail. Yeah, I figured that was your answer. (laughs) I was just asking you as a courtesy. The mist trail? Oh my gosh, it's, it's incredible. Okay, so you come into the valley. From whatever road you come in, you come in at the far end of the valley and you're looking up at the furthest point you usually can see is like Half Dome for the most part. And the mist trail starts kind of close to Half Dome and you take this trail up behind Half Dome and you're just following the river and it's so powerful. And then eventually you just keep climbing and climbing and you're in this really huge granite canyon and then you see these two giant, the waterfalls are huge. And you've got Vernal Fall and Nevada Fall. And for some reason in Yosemite, they don't call them falls. I was going to say, we've got to talk about this. Why is it not waterfalls I don't in Yosemite? This. It's like every time I'm talking to someone and I'm like Vernal Fall and I sound like I just don't it's say singular. it right. Yes. I don't know. It's just one fall. It's one of the, it's one, it's a very interesting cultural aspect of Yosemite. We yeah. only talk about our waterfalls in the singular tense. <laughs> yeah, so. that's what happens. When you have the best waterfalls in the world. Exactly. It's like the Ohio State University, you know, the Vernal Fall. (laughs) Yeah. You know, kind of, or the even Nevada Fall or Yosemite Fall. No, I don't know. But the waterfalls on this, the waterfalls on this trail (laughs) are just huge. And depending on the time of the year, depending on where in the summertime you visit, the waterfalls will just drench you in mist. Not It's not like you're even going into the waterfall itself, but you will just get drenched in mist because these falls are so powerful. The first time we hiked that trail, it's harder than I remember. Like, I remember doing it again, and I was like, wow, this is not as easy as I remember. To it's get uphill up. the whole yeah, way. Yeah, even to get to, like, Vernal Fall. But basically, like, you get to a point where you can see Vernal Fall from the bottom pretty good, and then you have to decide if you want to keep going. Mm-hmm. And... If you keep going, the trail basically is like carved into the cliffside as it takes you up the side of the waterfall. Mm-hmm. And if you go at the right time, this is where the trail gets its name because the waterfall is so powerful. It's coming down and it's falling to the ground. And then all of the mist from that impact comes straight back up like a vortex. <laughs> 
And, yes. you know, you're just getting pounded with mist uh-huh. from this waterfall. Yes, swirling and, upwards. And you're trying to hike next to it, you know, without like slipping and falling and stuff. But like this mist is just everywhere. And I remember literally just like laughing as I'm hiking this trail because mm-hmm. it was so unreal that first time, especially where it's just like, what in the world is happening? You know, mm-hmm. and you're just like drenched, but you're having the time of your life. You're standing next to this massive waterfall and it just like the whole experience of it was so unforgettable for me. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. If I was to think of it, you know, in like, it reminds me of if you've ever seen Forrest Gump, I think he's in Vietnam. And he's like talking about the rain. He's like writing letters about the rain. He's like, the rain comes down and the rain comes up too. Because he's like going through this, you know, the marshes or whatever. And the rain is causes droplets to spray back up at his face. And so he's so confused. That's really what it's like. But the waterfall is like a hundred, I don't know, a hundred feet away from you at some points. And it's still splashing you. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do the mist trail at the right time, you really have to go like, Probably, I would say, starting around mid-May or so, you know, is kind of the earliest you want to go to Yosemite if you're hoping to get to all the parts of the park Mm -hmm. while you're there. But, like, mid-May through June basically is, like, the waterfall season in Yosemite. Yeah. And so it is worth noting, you know, a lot of the waterfalls in Yosemite do dry up. They're not year-round waterfalls. Mm -hmm. And so people who plan their trip for later in the summer are often very disappointed to get there and realize, like, they don't have those massive waterfalls. Right. You know, they actually, like, Yosemite fall, like we mentioned, dries up. Uh Uh-huh. Vernal fall doesn't dry up, but it it won't miss you right. if you go too late. And yes. so that's why I think our preferred time, really, I mean, we've been to Yosemite on our wedding anniversary. Twice. Yeah, several times. And it's because our anniversary is the beginning of June. And that's just, that's when we go to Yosemite. Mm-hmm. That's our favorite time to be there. It's so great. Oh. Yeah, beginning of June. Oh, man, it just I think we're going to be there again uh, this year, the beginning of June. Yes. It's just we love being there at that time because nothing is better than seeing those massive, powerful waterfalls like in full force. Yeah. And it's warm enough. You get kind of hot still hiking. And so the mist is generally a pretty welcome uh, guest. Oh, yeah. You'll be (laughs) soaked, though, like soaked head to toe. Uh huh. No shower needed that day. Well, you still have all the rest of it to do to circle back (laughs) around. But there's two of these waterfalls. The second one doesn't really miss you as much as the first one. Nevada yeah. Fall doesn't really miss you as much as Vernal. But I mean, geez, you get up to the top of Vernal Fall. And I have always sort of been afraid of heights. But these waterfalls give me vertigo pretty good when I'm standing at the top. Vernal Fall at least has a railing that people can like look over the edge and kind of see. But Nevada Fall doesn't. Yes, it does. I don't remember it. All I remember uh, is... Do you think they would trust all the people that come to Yosemite to not fall over that waterfall? Absolutely not. I don't remember it. All I remember is I'm, I was looking back through our pictures of Nevada Fall, and all I remember is seeing it's just like super rounded That's off. because I didn't take pictures of the railing. I took pictures of the waterfall. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm looking at the people standing. There's not a railing everywhere. No, I mean, the trail, once you get to the top of Nevada Fall, like you do have to cross over it uh-huh. to continue on the John Muir Trail and to go back down the loop that we like to do. So you do have to cross over it and there's not a railing right there, but you're not like over the waterfall at that point, you know, you're like <laughs> right. over the river. 
but absolutely not. There are signs everywhere that well, tell people not to be idiots and like stand too close to the waterfall or get in the water because people do like people get swept over those waterfalls. It's happened several times. I remember when I worked as a park ranger up in Glacier Bay, they send out notifications through the entire park service mm-hmm. for the employees, like kind of stuff that park rangers mm-hmm. need to know and not necessarily the general public. And I remember that specific summer, like two or three people went up and over Vernal Fall and fell down Jeez. from the top, you know, so absolutely they have railings. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember. All I remember is a su- super rounded kind of a slow slope and then all of a sudden like over it. So yeah. like, you take one small step and suddenly it's like your lemmings going down this, you know, this. We took our thing. children there. Like, yeah, and we... I was holding on to them so tight. Yeah. But there was a railing for sure. <laughs> Selective memory, I guess. Yeah. You're just trying to make it more adventurous than it is. So then you go over and around. You go to, on the John Muir Trail and that's where you see like beautiful view of Nevada Fall mm-hmm. with the granite cliffs behind it. And then you head back down. So. That trail, I mean, it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure. You don't have to go the whole way. You can just go partially. You know, if you just want to feel the mist and then turn around, that's fine. If you want to go to the top of Vernal Fall and then turn around, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're a hiker, like, it's 100% worth going all the way up to the top of Nevada and circling back around. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I could talk about that hike for so long. I will restrain myself because there's so many fun stories about that one. Ooh, my favorite thing to do after hiking the mist trail is visiting curry village and getting a ton of food yes <laughs> shout out to curry village pizza deck because that's such <laughs> oh a gosh. good spot you know what else i like to do in yosemite valley that really surprised me uh is when we took our kayak our inflatable kayak down the merced river oh yeah so you know the river that comes off of those waterfalls goes continues on and goes down through the valley mm-hmm And you can actually, um, they have rafts for rent that Uh you can just rent right there, or you can put in your own. And we did that. It was so cool. Yeah. I didn't think, like, because when you're driving through Yosemite Valley or you're hiking through Yosemite Valley, you know, you get some great views. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think the views could change that much just by being on the river. Yeah. Seeing it from that angle was very different and so cool. It's really kind of funny because there's a lot of black oak trees in the valley itself. And these trees, there's a bunch of them all over the place, but there are a lot of them close to the river. And so sometimes you'll just like have the perfect like framed view of Yosemite Fall or like the perfect framed view of Half Dome or El Cap and stuff like that. And so it's just you come around a bend, you know, like Pocahontas just around the river bend and you just see this awesome view right in front of you. It's just so cool. And you pretty much... I mean, you may have a few people on the river with you, but generally speaking, you're by yourself. Yeah. So they say that no experience is necessary, which I think is true. Like they have kind of signs like because you'll go under a few bridges and stuff. They have signs to tell you, you know, stay on this side of the Mm -hmm. river or, you know, go under the bridge from here to here, you know, in this designated spot or whatever. But they pretty much let anyone rent and go down. You don't have to have experience. But Mm -hmm. we did see people like, hitting into rocks and trees it was so funny it's like half the people are on there just like not paying attention then all of a sudden their little raft runs into a tree which is very dangerous actually (laughs) it is it is is pretty dangerous depending especially on how fast the river is going you know but it it was a blast i absolutely loved that so 
you pull out at this beach, which is where we got off at. And I don't know if you remember this. Oh, I remember. I was traumatized (laughs) by this. So we get out. And so there's a bus that picks up the people that are like renting a raft. Yeah, if you rent a raft, it comes with the shuttle bus that takes you back up to your car. Yeah, but since we brought our own little kayak, I could pay like a small fee and they'd put me on the bus and take me back to my vehicle. I can go back around and pick up Ash and the kids. Well, during that time where we were separated, I was on the bus going back to get the truck and Ash was at the beach with the kids. We start seeing smoke in the valley and there's all these sirens you know, going crazy. They actually like started shutting down half of yes. like, Yosemite Valley. Y'all, there was a wildfire <laughs> that started and I was stranded with my kids. Yes, it was so crazy. I was like, I don't know if I'm getting back to them today. <laughs> Ash with like a one-year-old and a three-year-old on this beach just stranded with like two granola bars and a <laughs> bottle of water. <laughs> I did not think you were going to get back to me. I thought I was going to have to walk with the kids back, you know, a couple miles back up to where our car was. Uh-huh. And, well, our car wouldn't have been there because you would have taken it. But Things yeah, could have been really bad. Yeah, I was freaking out. I'm just sitting there across the river. Like the fire literally started across the river from where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there watching this smoke just get darker and darker and bigger and bigger. And I'm like trying not to freak out. Mm-hmm. But like everybody else who was at, you know, the shores of the river too, or they're just like, oh, we got to go, you uh-huh. know, and I'm like, I'm stranded. With my kids. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was so scary. Oh, man. I can't even imagine what it was like for you. I was just in traffic the whole time trying to get to you. And so Yosemite Valley is a one-way loop. So I had to go all the way out of Yosemite Valley and then hope that they were going to let me come back in. Yeah. And there was no guarantee that that was going to happen. And so, yeah, it was a pretty interesting situation to say the least that was very exciting ending to a very exciting rafting trip actually because Mm -hmm. john was the one who was steering our kayak because i had the two little kids with me Mm -hmm. and our youngest yeah he was barely one and you know i have him in his life jacket but like he doesn't sit still nope so i'm like wedging him between my legs like in a vice trying to keep him in the boat the one-year-old is the original thigh master. Yeah. Yeah. I was wishing him so hard because I was just like, he kept like trying to jump ship. Dummy, don't you know <laughs> you can't jump into a river? And then our other son, we call him Captain Jackson. Mm-hmm. He sat in the front with the other paddle, hitting all the rocks and trees with his paddle. And, and you know, <laughs> but I was in charge of the kids that time. And John was in charge of getting us down the river successfully, which we did. Yes. We did it. And And eventually I did get back to the family and Ash was very relieved and the fire got put out and it wasn't a big deal. But yeah, it could have gone the other direction pretty quick. But yeah, if you have the opportunity, that's our favorite way to see the valley. Yeah. You know, now that we've been there a few times, getting up close to things is really cool. Like getting up right next to Yosemite Fall or right up next to Half Dome, you know, all these other big points of interest. You do want to get close, but after, you, you know, take the chance go on the river, man. It is so fun. No experience necessary. So yeah, we love to do that. Biking is a really cool way to see Yosemite Valley too, because they have just uh, tons and tons of different pathways you can take. 
mm-hmm. through the valley on a bike. So that's a really good way. And then, I mean, the other thing that we really like to do there, I guess you can hike to a lower Yosemite fall. Yeah. Which, you know, it's really funny how they talk about that waterfall because, okay, the entire waterfall is like 2,400 feet mm-hmm. long. And the upper part they call Upper Yosemite Fall. And mm-hmm. then there's like the middle. Right. And then it lower. Hits, it hits rock and then it goes down like a little river for a yeah. second. And then. And then lower Yosemite Fall. So like the trail where you go, you know, walk to the base of this waterfall is called the Lower Yosemite Fall Trail. Right. But then when you're talking about like the whole waterfall, it's Yosemite Falls. <laughs> just so you know. Oh, my gosh. So it, I know. So the really, Yosemite Falls. The Yosemite Falls. But that's a really fun one. You know, it's just something you have to do while you're there. And mm-hmm. again, you're going to want to time it so that you are there when the waterfall is falling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and as a first time visitor, it's 100% worth planning your trip when the waterfalls are going. Right. Um, we've been back, you know, other times when you don't have to be that, you know, if you've already seen the waterfalls before and stuff, then going a different time of year isn't as big of a deal. Right. But as a first time visitor, I mean, you really, really want to see the waterfalls. Yeah. Well, it's amazing because you can see like different spurts of the water coming off the very top and you can count and be like one, two, three. You know, you can count how many seconds it takes for the water to reach. And it is, it takes, I can't remember how long it takes, but it takes I don't know, 10 seconds or something like that. 10 solid alligator or Mississippi seconds for that water from going to the top down to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And it just, it spreads out and you get this beautiful misty look on the waterfall and the cliffs behind it. Depending on the wind, the the water will get moved from side to side and you get, it, it never looks the same twice, I guess. It's just so pretty. But yeah, you definitely have to be there and it's just fun. And that's one of the two places that I always remember. That's That's one of the two places where you will meet people from all around the world all in one spot. Yeah. That's one of the two busiest places that I remember in the valley. And it's cool, though, but it's fun. Do you remember the first time we were there? I'll give you a hint. It's before Instagram was a thing. The Instagrammation of Yosemite Valley started right there because I remember standing on the bridge and there was a girl like laid out on the rocks in like a bikini Uh, (laughs) snapping pictures of herself see this is why it's hard for me to pick yosemite valley as my favorite part of the park (laughs) because it's like oh my gosh you see so many cool things and then you see that it was so funny so she's like on these rocks and you've got like a hundred people standing on the bridge (laughs) trying to figure out how to take a picture of this beautiful waterfall without her in it but she's just like up there Trying to have like the perfect Instagram shot, you know. This was, I think, like in 2013 or something like that. So before Instagram was even a thing, but it had already begun. Yeah. It was already started. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Just the Instagrammation of national parks is so interesting. You see some really funny things that shouldn't be there, but are because we are a funny people. It's it's part of the Yosemite experience. You just <laughs> you just have to take it. They have a Starbucks in Yosemite Valley now. Do they really? They do. Is it at Degnan's or is it at? Uh, I don't know exactly. It's I think it's kind of by that giant gift shop. Yosemite Valley has a great gift shop. Yes. Village Store, right? That's the one? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite too. Yeah, that's the there's one a I really thought. good one right there. You've got some really cool buildings down in there. The chapel mm-hmm. in Yosemite Valley is gorgeous. 
you've got the Owani, which is just oh. one of the best national park lodges yeah. anywhere. If not the best, one of the top five easily. But it's so beautiful. It was built in like the 1920s to kind of resemble the setting that it's in. So there's a lot of gray granite, you know, a lot of beautiful wood beams. Even inside, there's huge fireplaces, 12 fireplaces. Yes. That was a Jane Austen uh, <laughs> reference, if anybody wanted to catch that. So many staircases. <laughs> so pretty. I think we've hit a new demographic with that <laughs> reference. Good job. Oh, nice. 12 the, fireplaces, nine uh, staircases. Lady Catherine de Bourgh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the Ohani is so cool. So oh, there are man. some cool buildings down in there. They've got like a... Are the grounds of Pemberley to be so polluted? <laughs> Thus polluted. Thus polluted, sorry. <laughs> so they've got like an Ansel Adams gallery, mm -hmm. which is really cool. They've got some cool things in there too. So it's definitely worth spending, you know, a few hours just walking the buildings mm -hmm. and there's a lot of history in that area too because you know john you mentioned curry village hanging out at curry village mm -hmm. um after the mist trail and you've got like housekeeping camp and you've got like these different places that now you can stay uh -huh. it's in park lodging but like when the park or before the park was established those were like legitimate camps yeah that people stayed in well, when they came to Yosemite, like the CCC, stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, you've got a lot of history there in this area, too. So it is worth walking around, learning more, seeing they've got some cool museum stuff and, and visitor center stuff that you can see as well. Right. I think one of my favorite underrated, beautiful things about Yosemite in terms of like the what humans have built in the valley are the bridges. Yeah. Okay. So if you've ever been to Central Park in New York City. They have the bridge called the Gapstow Bridge, you know, and it's it's a kind of a, a granite bridge going over the pond in Central Park. And it's beautiful. If you've ever seen Home Alone 2, it's where he goes to give the turtle dove to the bird lady, you know, at the very end. You know, as long as you have one and I have one, we'll be friends forever. That moment. But that bridge is in the background and it's, it's in a lot of other movies, too. But especially as you're like going down the Merced River on the raft or as you're walking you know, between a few different spots and you have to cross over the river. There are so many beautiful rock bridges spread throughout Yosemite Valley. I mean, you've got the Sentinel Bridge. There's an Awani Bridge. There's a Pahono Bridge, I think is what it's called. There's like nine stone bridges that are so picturesque and beautiful all throughout the valley that all resemble kind of that Central Park Bridge. And it, they resemble the Awani. They're all kind of built in the same style back in the 1920s to match the setting that they're in. It's one of those understated, beautiful things that I love about Yosemite Valley. Yeah. And that's where biking through the valley or walking through the valley comes in handy. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, that's when you'll start noticing those really cool things. That's when you can like go through the meadows that go through the middle of the valley. Mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, some of my favorite area just to walk. Yeah, you know, and on those and, boardwalks. And yeah, things. and you can beat the crowds actually pretty easily if you find a quiet spot of meadow. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people will go through like Cook's Meadow and Sentinel Meadow. Anyway, right there, like closer to the visitor center, mm -hmm. which is really nice. That's where you get like those boardwalk shots with the waterfalls in the background. Mm -hmm. But you can go down, and you know, we're kind of working our way out of the valley now as we're talking anyway. But um, as you go down closer to El Cap. You can get into the meadows down there. There's like a whole loop that goes down that way and hardly 
anyone is ever down there. Right. And so that's a really cool option if you're looking for somewhere to get away from the crowds in Yosemite Valley. But let's talk about El Cap for a minute. I love El Cap. One of my favorite things to do is just sit at a good viewpoint where you can see El Cap with my binoculars and look up and just watch the rock climbers. Because, it's so cool. Oh, man, it's so much fun. I love watching the rock climbers because it's so amazing. El Capitan is one of the biggest granite rock faces on the planet. And as you're standing at the bottom, you really can't even grasp how big it actually is. And even when you're like holding your binoculars, you're looking up and you're like, oh my gosh, is that little orange speck a person? Or, you know, whatever helmet color they're wearing. It's just like, you just see these people and they're dwarfed in comparison to this massive cliff face. And so much about Yosemite is also now Yosemite is like so much of Yosemite culture is rock climbing culture. Yeah, it's rock climbing is huge. Mm -hmm. It started way before Alex Hanald. Yeah. You know, and so like the people have been rock climbing since John Muir was, you know, climbing trees. You know, he's been doing stuff in the Cathedral Lakes area. And then but people actually weren't using ropes and like techniques for repelling until like the 1930s. And so that's frightening. So you got. Of people at very much risk to themselves climbing in Yosemite Valley, you know, in, in up until the 1930s. That's when rappelling and some other techniques started to kind of get incorporated into what people were doing. But then people hadn't even climbed El Capitan or Half Dome until the 1950s. But they did it by the end of the decade. So by the 1960s, they had been climbed. But it, it's crazy. And then really, like, rock climbing culture took off, like, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Like, my uncle, I have an uncle. Shout out to Uncle Don. He has some amazing stories. But one of my favorites, I don't know if this is a Yosemite story or not. But over the years, as climbing has gotten more uh, safe, you know, and people have more tools that, they, that are available to them, you know, people don't take as many risks, you know, unless you're, like, free soloing. But he told me this story about how he was climbing once and they didn't have like an anchor set properly or they didn't have like the equipment to set an anchor properly, but they had like the remnants of one that was on the rock. And so what they were doing as a group, these guys were just like, they would have one person standing at the top with his foot on the anchor, holding it all in. And then people would just take turns rappelling and climbing and stuff like that. But what was holding it in was someone's foot. That's where you get, like, if you look back at the 60s, 70s, and 80s, these pictures of these rock climbers. It's these guys, you know, with super ripped muscles, you know, shirtless on top of El Cap. They're just like, they were the real pioneers of the sport at that time. I don't know. It's such a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, I even if it. you don't rock climb, stop at El Cap for a minute and just look up, you know, take your binoculars if you have them and see if you can spot some climbers up there because it really is incredible. Yeah. Um, And that's really the last thing you hit, you know, as you're coming out of Yosemite Valley, you'll pass El Cap. And then I just want to mention two of my favorite viewpoints of Yosemite Valley. Mm -hmm. So the first one is Valley View, which you will hit after you pass El Cap and you're kind of going back out to the main road. But it's so easy to miss. It's so easy to miss. It's just around the bend. It's not marked. It's beautiful. Like It is so pretty. So you get the granite cliffs. 
with the river in front. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's cool about like these viewpoints of Yosemite Valley is the trees are tall enough that you really can't see all the buildings and everything that are back in there. And so these viewpoints make it look like like the land is still like pristine, like it was just discovered. So yeah. that's what I love about these two viewpoints. But mm-hmm. so you've got valley view. Yep. And then you've got tunnel view, uh-huh. which is probably the most iconic view of Yosemite. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one, where you've got to go. Yeah, that's probably the one oh, on like if you ever see like postcards or you know, books with a picture of Yosemite on the cover, you know, it's probably tunnel view that you're seeing there. Yeah. It's got Half Dome, El Cap, Bridalville Fall, you know, you've got pretty much everything. It's the whole valley from above. So that's really cool. And you'll hit tunnel view as you leave Yosemite Valley. If you want to head down to the southern part of the park, which we should talk about now anyway, you'll drive right past tunnel view as you're heading down towards Wawona and the Glacier Point Road. Yeah, so you'll get to Tunnel View and then you'll keep going south. And that's where you hit the Glacier Point Road, mm-hmm. which there are a couple of really cool things along this road that we always like to do. Yes. So the first thing being Glacier Point. Yeah, it's uh, so cool. It's at the very end of the road. And this is like a massive viewpoint. Everybody wants to go here because you are perched above Yosemite Valley, like thousands of feet. And Half Dome is in your face. Oh, man. it's It feels like it's right there. It's so close. Like you could reach out and touch it. But what's amazing from Glacier Point, I mean, you can look up and down Yosemite Valley. So you can look up past Half Dome all the way up to like Clouds Rest and that area. And you can look across the valley towards Yosemite Fall. Or falls. falls. And then you can look even further south. And it's just you have this perfect panoramic view of all that is Yosemite Valley from Glacier Point. And you are right on the edge of like a 2000 foot cliff. Yeah, it's really incredible. Yeah. Um, And then before you get to Glacier Point, you'll pass the Sentinel Dome Trailhead, mm-hmm. which is another one of my favorites. I really like that. I actually maybe might prefer that over Glacier Point. Uh huh. Just because it is busy. It stays busy. It's not as busy as Glacier Point. Mm-hmm. But you hike to the top of this dome. Yeah. And it's not too challenging. We've taken our kids here. And it's not a very long trail, like mm-hmm. a couple miles. Teddy Roosevelt camped there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he chose a good spot. He did. <laughs> but so you walk to the top of this dome and you get massive half dome views and stuff. It's maybe not quite as... In your face. In your face there, Mm -hmm. but you get some really good views of Half Dome. But what I love about Sentinel Dome, as you're looking down and across the valley, you can see the entirety of Yosemite Falls. Right. That's true. Because at Glacier Point, you can't see kind of the in-between spot where the water goes between upper and lower fall. But from Sentinel Dome, you can. You can see the whole distance the water has to go. Yeah. So I would say, you know, those are kind of my two favorite things to do along the Glacier Point Road. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's definitely somewhere you'll want to go. Right. You know, it's just, you know, there's not as much to do in there. There's a ski resort, actually. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, You know, but obviously that doesn't really apply during the summer. That whole area is just phenomenal. You're up above the valley, looking down into the valley. Washburn Point, which you'll hit before Glacier Point, that's where you can see Vernal and Nevada fall really, really well. Yeah, you can see the whole... If you hiked the Mist Trail already, you can see everywhere you went from like 
a super high angle and it's really cool to see it from there. He's like, wow, I did all of that. Yeah, it's amazing to see it and to be like, I stood on the top of that waterfall (laughs) without railings. I know. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) She said it. She admitted it. But what I love from Washburn Point, too, is you're at this perfect angle so that you're literally seeing like a bisected half dome almost. Yeah. So from Glacier Point, you're a little bit, I'm not even sure which direction it is, but you're a little offset from half dome so you can see it really well. But from Washburn Point, it's like you're perfectly in line with the angle that Half Dome is cut at. And so you see it, it literally looks like it's been just sliced in half like an orange, you know. And so it's so cool from Washburn Point. And as you approach Washburn Point, as you're driving up the road too, like it just suddenly appears too. It comes out at you like E.T. when he's in his bike and he's just like coming at the moon, you know. It just suddenly appears and you're right there. It's so cool. Yeah, that's a really cool part of the park. I love that drive. The parking fills up really early up there, too. So Yeah, this know, area just, gets really busy. Yeah, you'll just want to time that well because otherwise you'll be sitting and waiting for parking for a long time. But then if you keep going south, like you get off the Glacier Point Road, if you keep heading south, I just want to mention, because a lot of people don't spend a lot of time down in the southern part of Yosemite. Mm-hmm. Um, on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Like some people book lodging down there and stuff, kind of not realizing that it's actually a, it's a fair drive up to the other parts of the park from down right. there. When you hit the Wawona area of the park, that is where the Mariposa Grove of giant sequoias what? is. Giant sequoias? Oh, I love them. They're so cool. That was our first trip. That was the thing I was most excited to see in Yosemite was the giant sequoias. Yeah. That's what I was looking forward to. Yeah. So, you know, the main grove of giant sequoias, that's where you'll see grizzly giant, which is really cool. There's like a tunnel tree up in there. You mm-hmm. know, there's it's beautiful. Yeah. I love that area. We love big trees. Oh, they're and so, so cool. Yeah. We're going to talk a fair bit about the big trees in the fun facts episode. So I will hold back from just like totally geeking out on the trees right now. But there's three groves in Yosemite of giant sequoias. And the Mariposa Grove is an absolute don't miss. It is so cool. And the history of it is amazing. We won't get into it. But just know, without that grove of sequoia trees, we wouldn't have the national park system, in my opinion. It's that important. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. So that's down in the southern part, down by Wawona. Wawona is a little bit more of a historic area as well. Mm -hmm. And so that's really, it's a fun area to explore for a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, otherwise, like actually in the park down in that area, there's not a whole lot to do that like is worth it if you don't have a lot of time. So go down, see the giant sequoias, and then you'll probably end up spending more time in either the valley or Tioga Road, which we'll talk about now. Yeah, the Tioga Road. So I think the Tioga Road really is my favorite part of Yosemite. But I am so biased towards like those high alpine areas. Uh So (laughs) the Tioga Road. So that road goes, uh, it's north of Yosemite Valley and it takes you to the Yosemite high country Mm -hmm. to almost 10,000 feet above sea level. Right. Which is what John Muir, that was like his favorite area of the park was the high country. Yeah. I knew I liked him. So you're driving, you're driving the high country, you know, you'll see like evidence of glaciers scraping the rocks. You've got like high alpine lakes, Mm -hmm. still just massive mountains up in there. And so that whole drive is just phenomenal. 
Do you remember the first time we drove the Tioga Road? We didn't come into it from Yosemite. Yeah, we, we came, came in into, from Levining. From Levining. And I remember the whole thing because it was very traumatic. It was. <laughs> so I think I've talked about this sweet little car before, but this was back when Ash and I were first newlyweds and our only vehicle was like a 1999 Nissan Sentra. It was the tiniest little car, but man, when we were going, so either direction you come at the high country in Yosemite, you are climbing, whether it's from Yosemite Valley or whether it's from, you know, the east side of the park by Levining and Nevada and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think you realize when you're looking at a map, you know, if you just look at the regular park map, the elevation changes are not shown. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so you are you our car struggled we, in that park because it was we just were, so much up and down. We were in like first gear the whole time. Yeah. Luckily, people were very kind to us, but we were that car that's like, are you sure that it's going to make it? Because -uh, someone <laughs> honked at me when I was trying to go up. I was going as fast as I could in that car. Do you remember they honked at me and it made me cry? <laughs> Because I was already like so stressed out about like going so slow. I can't I believe I just, that. I can't believe I just admitted that. But I was like, I was so sad that Ash I was, was going like, so slow. John, just let me drive. Just let me drive. I, I, I can do it because I had driven most of the trip and she's like, let me drive. And so I let her drive and she ends up crying within like five minutes. They were mean to me. <laughs> anyway, so we're going up the Tioga oh, Pass. But it was side. so crazy. I don't think I've ever been on that steep of an incline for that long. And there's like waterfalls going down the side, the drop off. Mm -hmm. So there's a big drop off as you're working your way up to the pass right. to get into Yosemite. From the east side, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And there's waterfalls going down and you just got the big cliffs. It was so beautiful, mm -hmm. but so steep. Yeah. And then <laughs> coming down, it was just crazy because the car, it was like when you're on a, a slip and slide and you're trying to stop, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we're just going so fast. You know, it was a manual transmission, and so I was just like always keeping it in the lower. Anyways, if you're in a manual transmission, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that road was crazy, but yeah. I mean, you're you're up at almost ten thousand feet, mm -hmm. and it's just it's so beautiful. It's such a nice drive. We really like Olmstead Point. That's mm -hmm. where you'll see Half Dome and Clouds Rest. But like Half Dome is like backwards. It's yeah. not how you're used to seeing it mm -hmm. from the valley. So that's really cool. You've got Tenaya Lake, which is just a gorgeous lake. Yeah. Um, there's like a really nice kind of sandy beach along that lake that uh, we like to hang out at. But really, I mean, you drive the Tioga Road, you enjoy the views as you as you go. But mm -hmm. the main place you're trying to get to is Tuolumne Meadows. Tuolumne Meadows. And I have to say, I have pronounced that name wrong my entire life. And someone <laughs> pointed it out to me just recently on a YouTube video. And I was like, oh, my gosh, really? That's how you say it, because I always said to alumni. To alumni Because that's how it's yep. spelled. That's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. But apparently it's Tuolumne. You don't even <laughs> say the N. That, like, if you look at the word, mm -hmm. you would not guess Tuolumne. Yeah. So oh anyway, I have, I've been practicing. <laughs> I put how you say it on a sticky note, and I've been saying it over and over, because Yosemite on their uh, Facebook page, they said, you say, follow me to Tuolumne. Follow me to Tuolumne. So there you go. Nice. But I mean, you're trying to get to Tuolumne Meadows because right. that area is just beautiful. You have big granite domes. Yeah. You know, not to the extent of half dome by any means, but just these big, beautiful granite domes. You've got all this like very fragile 
meadow land Mm -hmm. with water going through it and wildlife. And then you have these massive peaks Mm -hmm. around you there too. And so it's just, oh, it's so beautiful up there. Yeah. If you think about like quick history of like the park, geologically speaking, like it's crazy because the valley, Yosemite Valley was carved out, huge deep thing carved out by a glacier. But on the high country up by Tuolumne Meadows, that was a whole ice field up there. But it didn't have the huge glaciers carving stuff off. There are still some areas where you can see, if you see like lines and stuff like that, you can see almost the claw marks in certain areas. You can see it at Olmstead Point, especially. Yeah. I remember looking at the rocks going, oh, it's that's so interesting. Cool. It's amazing. You can see like the remnants of those glaciers still alive and well in the reflections of those glacier peaks. And so it's really neat. And the meadows up there are the remnants of whatever, well, a lot of the soil that's up there is the remnants of whatever the glaciers left behind, mm-hmm. you know? And so they would carve out some of this granite rock and whatever they left, that's where the plants have to live. And yeah. so where all these different meadows are is where, you know, the soil is just straight from those glacier moraines and stuff like that. And so it's really cool. But that's one of the reasons why the meadows are so very fragile. You know, it's because it's it's a hard landscape. It's always cold. You only have like two months, three months, maybe of like growing season. And then it's back to being snow covered again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen a ton of deer up there. They're really fun to watch. And then just walking through the meadows. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite pictures that we've taken in Yosemite are from just like walking that Soda Springs trail uh-huh. out to the cabin, which is a really easy walk through the meadows. Mm -hmm. But I mean, those are some of my favorite pictures that we've ever taken in Yosemite because it's quiet and it's so picturesque and Mm -hmm. you can feel the fragility of it. Yeah. You know, as you're walking, you can tell like these plants, they're itty bitty plants because they just, they can't grow for very long, like you said. And the river's sparkling and you've got the big domes, you know, Mm -hmm. that's also the site of where I almost died. So a lot of admissions from Ash. I know. I feel like I'm just like I'm telling you all my secrets. But uh, one of those domes, Lembert Dome, it's a really cool dome to to hike to the top to. It's probably one of the most prominent domes in the Tuolumne Meadows area. Yeah. And it's just so big. It's right there. But yeah, tell your story because I wasn't there because we got up to a certain point hiking on the trail to Lembert Dome. And it got a little bit hairy and we're like, we've got the two littles. I think we're just going to kind of each take turns doing this next section. Yeah, we decided not to go all the way to the top with our really little kids. That one was a little bit more treacherous than like Sentinel Dome Mm -hmm. on the Glacier Point Road. That one's a little more family friendly. Yeah. Um, But Lambert Dome, yeah. So we stopped and I went on ahead while John stayed with the kids and I was hiking. And it, I mean, it's a big drop off, Uh even from the very get go. Like I remember going up there and just being like, oh, you know, um, it stands pretty high above the valley. It does. And so I was hiking and I just like I just like got into my groove and I wasn't thinking about anything Mm -hmm. hardly at all. I was just like looking around. It's so beautiful. And I'm kind of in my thoughts. Well, you had just separated yourself. If you've ever hiked with kids, you know, and then you get a moment to yourself. It's just like, Oh, yeah. You know, and so Ash had just separated herself from hiking with the kids and well, so she's and in was, the zone. There was like nobody up there. I mean, it was really quiet mm-hmm. um, part of the trail, too. And anyway, I was just hiking and I 
like came to, like my brain woke up about five steps from the edge of Lumber Dome. Like I just all of a sudden oh, it just clicked that like I need to stop moving because mm-hmm. the the edge is right there. But like I I still have like trauma anxiety. From that. I do, which is why you know sometimes people ask um, if I've hiked Half Dome, mm-hmm. and I honestly like I am I can't bring myself to do it yet mm-hmm. because I I have so much anxiety over what happened on Lambert Dome. Uh-huh. That I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can go to the top of a dome where you just fall. Right. You you know, if you take a misstep, you just fall to your death. And so. Well, that's one of the dangers of solo hiking, right? Is that if you're not careful, you're alone, right? You know, whereas, you know, if you're hiking a little slower, you know, you have some people with you. Well, if you would have been with me, it would have been like, um, you should stop because the edge is right there. (laughs) It definitely would have helped in that instance. Mom, stop. Yeah. So anyway, those domes are so cool. Yes, And they are. definitely hike them because they're so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I will get to the top of Half Dome. I am just, I'm working my way there. Well, it's crazy because, yeah, Lambert Dome is kind of, is pretty steep and everything. But from Olmstead Point, you know, we talked about that a little earlier. You can see the trail you actually have to take to get to the top of Half Dome. And on the trail to Half Dome, they have these... The cables. The cables yeah. that they originally weren't meant for hiking, but they they stuck these cables in the side of Half Dome to help people get up to the top safely. But yeah, it's crazy steep, especially as you see it from far. You're like, whoa, that's where you got to go. If you've hiked Half Dome, leave me some encouraging messages. I would really <laughs> appreciate it because I am working up my strength, my courage to do it. Yeah. In fact, I have been playing with the idea of doing it this summer mm-hmm. when we go. We'll see. You're going to get a, a bunch of, what's her name? Something, the Riveter, the lady. You Rosie can, the Riveter. Rosie to the Riveter. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, send me some encouraging messages. I do want to do it. But I think I love the high country of Yosemite. I love just those big mountains and being up there mm-hmm. and being surrounded by all that beauty. It is just phenomenal to me. Yeah. It's hard to beat the high country of Yosemite. Yeah, it's such a great area. So. We've covered the south, we've covered the valley, we've covered the high country. You know, those are three beautiful sections of Yosemite Park that just you can't miss. There's so much more to do. Like I said, we go there a lot. We have dug in pretty deep. Um, So many good hiking trails and things. And for this park especially, like having a plan makes a huge difference because the the traffic and the crowding is for real mm-hmm. in this park. And also there's a free shuttle that you have to navigate and stuff like that. And so we are here to help you, but, you know, we can't talk about it all. I wish we could. We I have know. so much more. I think that oh we're both gosh. like itching to say, but um, hopefully that was a really helpful overview of Yosemite for you. And I hope that you just have a fantastic time in this beautiful, beautiful national park. Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. Please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.